Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. Joseph Rudyard Kipling. Ooh. Born in 1865, a Nobel Prize-winning English journalist, short story writer, poet, and novelist. He was born in India, which inspired much of his work. Now, you may know some of his work. Obviously, a lot of people know The Jungle Book, mm-hmm. published in 1894. Also, in another thing, there's stuff that he published like The White Man's Burden, mm-hmm. which is a questionable story of a yeah. colonial influence on the Philippines in 1899. Transparent, good and bad things. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll move on, right? He died in 1936. One of his novels was entitled Kim. Mm. And in it, A term is mentioned. The term is gravel rash. Oh. Which, if if to all of our friends across the pond in Uh the UK, you know this term as as what we know it in the States as road rash. Mm -hmm. And what is road rash? It's a term for a skin injury caused by an abrasion with road surfaces, often as a consequence of cycling and motorcycling accidents. It may also result from running, inline skating, roller skating, skateboarding, and longboarding accidents. The term may also be applied to both a fresh injury and also to the scar tissue left by an old injury. This is my favorite part. Thanks, Wikipedia. Mm. Symptoms may include pain and heavy bleeding. <laughs> now, we make no... We're not making light of anybody who's ever, God forbid, no. you've experienced severe road rash as part of an accident. We hope mm-hmm. that you are well and you have healed. And everything is good. That those are quite the symptoms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I read this. I went, jeez. I mean, okay, pain and bleeding. Yes, that would be the case of that. Why do I bring that up? <laughs> we'll talk about this early in this minute. That's right, because we're just like I've had to dig the gravel out of my own knees. <laughs> We're digging out the good stuff here from Minute 50 of Iron Man 2 from 2010, directed by Mr. John Favreau. Uh, we're in the middle of uh, Rhodey suddenly discovering that Tony is not doing as well as he thought he was. Uh, so he's uh, revealed about the palladium that he's been using uh, and sort of the effects that it's going to have on him. Uh, and so then Rhodey begins the minute by asking... Uh, what about that high-tech crossword puzzle on your neck? And so we realized that the rash that we had seen around the arc reactor in his chest has now actually spread up his neck onto it, which is a really bad sign. Yes, <laughs> like, that's bad. Anyone who knows anything about blood poisoning knows that like, when you start to be able to see it there, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, you, you, can, uh, you, you can use two hands, but uh, you're counting down the days. You're deep uh, in trouble. Yeah, and so Tony then blames it on road rash uh, <laughs> like yikes okay uh, so he is like so so then he takes the arc reactor and puts it back into his chest and does it and does a little sort of fiddling with it too and it comes back on well this actually that actually really happened see uh the the thing itself is actually just a very small disc that, that fits into an application that sits on robert Downey Jr.'s chest and goes in and it's radio controlled well he put it in 
and clicked on it, and it was supposed to illuminate right then, but it didn't work. So they had, so he so Robert Downey Jr. sort of looks at it and sees it didn't go off, and sort of taps it a couple times, and then it finally comes on. Uh, so that was actually just a an improv that he did because the prop wasn't working correctly, but because it worked, it came on right then, and the they said the rest of the scene was so well, they decided to use it in the movie. So it was just like Robert Downey Jr. just staying in the moment. Uh, rather than being like, uh, guys, it's not working again. Can we get the, you know, he just like continued on, uh, persevered and it ends up in the final cut of the movie. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. But not just because, well, again, behind the scenes stuff, but that's a really great bit of improv, 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 well, I can't say it. Improvisation. Thank you. I'm leaving that in. Uh, <laughs> That's really, that's really just a great moment where he's rolling with it and it's done so well. And Don Cheadle doesn't break. He doesn't break nope. anything at all because he, well, he's behind him too. He doesn't really see it. see it. Yeah. Exactly. And it just works. But you also got to love the little nuance that adds to the scene of that. Even the arc reactor's breaking down, right? right. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's breaking it, down. Right. It fits in perfectly with the theme of what's yes. going on here. I mean, it's just a beautiful. It's like, yeah, it was well chosen. To, well, and I also love. That we get to avoid. I mean, it works well because the sound, the the sound effects, you know, bring you all into that little clicking, the mechanical stuff that you hear. Yeah. Plus, they get to avoid any serious CGI work of him having his shirt off and having to show like the reactor going inside his chest cavity. Right. I mean, I think that's well done. And we get another another wonderful product placement of our core water bottle. Mm, core <laughs> for all the chlorophyll needs in your life. Core. Yes. Once again, remember, those are still available from the, the core water vessel company. If you so want to have an Iron Man two uh, edition that you can. Oh no, it's just that white. That was their, okay. that was the version. That white version is it. Okay. There you go. All right. Um, Fun. So, uh, Rhodey's so then uh, as as uh, he drinks the chlorophyll out of his core water bottle and he turns and says, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> like like every day you see a guy pull a metal thing out of everything that's smoking and replace it with something from his uh, possible father's cigar box and put it back in and then drink chlorophyll. Like what's the big deal? I mean, come on, Rhodey, you're a military man. You've seen some. Um, Ray says, "I'm looking at you. You want to do this whole lone gunslinger act, and it's unnecessary. You don't have to do this alone." So I think, boom, you don't have to do this alone is a hugely important line uh, because not only will he be standing side by side with someone else during the final confrontation, but like we all knew, as, as the filmmakers knew, we're getting towards the fact that there's going to be a team assembling soon oh. and he will be a part of it. You don't have to do this alone is like the the re recurring thing in Tony's life. Like over and over again, this is a lesson you still have to learn. You don't have to do this alone. Oh, right. No. And, and, and I mean, speaks volumes of his relationship with Pepper. Yes. And and all, and which has been a recurring thing throughout this movie. And I got to tell you, like this whole sequence, which this almost comes then to the end of this this conversation with Rhodey in the workshop. Yep. There is so much subtly hidden in this scene across these two minutes, two, two and a half minutes. Yeah. I'm amazed. Like there's nuances. I didn't even notice that until yeah. now, again, looking at it like this way, this is great foreshadowing and a great, you, you really get a connection with, with not just the character of Rhodey, mm -hmm. but Tom Cheadle specifically as Rhodey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I exactly. think this really enamors you to him. 
And it's a hard job to do because, like, not only do you have to pick up a role and and go into it, knowing that there's like a huge evolution of the character, but you have to pick up a friendship as well. Yes. Like, because they established, you know, uh, Terrence Howard did a great job of establishing the fact that he and Tony Stark went way back. So now we have to, like, go, oh, yeah, Don Cheadle then and Tony Stark also went way back. Like, you have to you have to sort of hit the ground running in terms of, like, you have to establish that these guys have known each other for 10 years, even though you're just working with someone for the first time. Uh, you've never right. met him before, and you have to be best friends. Uh, this is why this is why they get paid the big bucks because they can handle this kind of stuff. Uh, so then we get another very telling line from Tony that I'm not 100 percent sure he believes what he's saying. <laughs> so he says, "You know, I wish I could believe that in terms of you don't have to do this alone. I really do, but you've got to trust me. Contrary to popular belief, I know exactly what I'm doing." Does Tony really believe he knows exactly what he's doing? Like, I know he has a plan, and he's you know he's making his essentially the last will and testament of Tony Stark is all these things that he's doing, giving Pepper the company, uh, you know what's going to happen at the end of the party, like all these things are part of this plan or whatever. But like, does he really believe he knows exactly what he's doing? Well, no. Yes, I do. I think he does. Do you? If the what he's doing is creating a big huge send-off for himself oh okay that's no and, and i think that's actually what that means and that's why when it closes this sequence not the minute because we have more to t- more to talk about when it goes on roadie's face he she was looking at him with his with his you know his hand on his on his chin and he and there's a bit of like sort of sorrow in his face like mm. wow my friend's dying like he gets it yeah right roadie gets it like this is him preparing for his swan song and he's going to go out in a bang and dang like this isn't what i thought was happening right i thought tony was just being reckless tony no he's preparing for his end and i think and i think that's what that whole discussion is is that tony is saying to him in code yeah i know it is and and i know what i'm doing because right at this point there's no solution yeah he's getting ready for the 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 big goodbye right uh, so that on that on that note, then that is where um, that sequence comes to an end, and we go across to the other side of the country, like we multiple time zones we've moved, uh, and we end up in Queens, Queens, y'all. Uh, so, uh, but uh, when they did this, it, it took me a second because I saw then the the there's a it looked like a stock footage. I couldn't figure out where this actually was from. So they they just bought this and then they slapped a Hammer Industries over the front of the the sign there. Uh, but basically, there's the headquarters of Hammer. And then I realized, oh, of course, Tony Stark is West Coast. Justin Hammer right. is East Coast. It's like, I, oh my gosh, that explains so much. No, the, the uh, that's the whole point of this, right? Like, like he's a rich. East Coast, you know, like 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 a, a an elite, you know, like growing up in um, Martha's Vineyard and the Hamptons, right. and like you know that that well, that's where he grew up, as opposed to Tony Stark who grew up in surfing in California, and like you know the, the like oh the the it puts the two of them at odds. Of course, of course, it's of course a, he's a New York guy. It's a it's an East Coast West Coast hip hop battle. Yes, but not <laughs> with two white guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting because there's going to be a very deliberate music choice that's coming up here that's yes! going to illustrate what? that very, very clearly. Wait, so no, so we got that now. I, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, these establishing shots, right? But I got to tell you, we talked about this 
prior to, to recording. Mm -hmm. I can't find what this building is. I no. tried. I went into Apple Maps and Google Maps and I went into the street view and I, and you know, I mean, you can basically find this. I mean, this is obviously, yeah. yes, this is the shot of what Manhattan looks like because you can make out the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building. This is what it looks like from Queens. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't find what this building is. So I, my, what I'm suspecting is this is not just a building that they just CGI'd the logo on. The entire building is CG. This is oh, now that's okay. and that's an assumption. That's what I'm assuming you, just because think, I couldn't find you it. You think there's like a there's like a mat line somewhere in there? Like there's like the like the New York and then uh, like this is like from California or something and they Oh just no, like, no, no. No, no, I don't think there's a mat line. I think they just I think the, they just the, dropped the, the building in? Yeah, they just dropped the building in. Okay. Now, I also think and if the, and if and we find new on that, please let us know because yeah, obviously we did. Apparently we, a lot of special effects houses worked on this. So, yes, so for one of them. So no, we we could we just put it right there full transparency we could be wrong yeah. on that, but we could not find anything that yeah. said this. There was no I mean, like, you would think that based on this, if this were a real building, there would be somewhere on the internets yeah. the address of Hammer Tech Inc., right? Yeah. And there isn't. <laughs> you know, check you. We both did, right? Yeah. Now, but let's talk then about what this is also really trying to say. This is what looks to be like your typical industrial office park in Queens, yeah. New York. Right. This is a not only is it the other coast. This is a far departure from what we know of Stark Industries. Yeah, this is this, a, is, this is an industrial area. There's probably like a Serta mattress company around the uh, other side. I mean, like, thank you. you know? <laughs> no, I mean all all no no uh, no indifference meant to Serta mattress. Oh no no. <laughs> But like you know, like, but when you when you find and you you dig down into a lot of these companies and you see where their stuff is like, oh, there's there's nothing glamorous. About well, it's, especially this, are. right? So you're definitely what you're trying to show here is is that, yeah, when it comes to Justin Hammer, it's it's a little bit more show than it is, you know. He, he doesn't have. He, he doesn't. Yeah. He's not completely he's, backing up what he's. He's not he's bringing showing. in the million dollar investors to like walk around the house like you know you would in Stark Industries and show them exactly. the arc reactor. Like no, right. this is like no. this is a factory. Exactly right. Yeah. So anyway, and when they cut into it, that's actually actually what this is. The worst back in space X, uh, and you can see a lot of the the stuff for the actual. And actually, they did not close when they shot this. So uh, as we're going to see in the next couple of minutes, uh, their people are actually working in the background. Like the people you see in the far background, like not in this shot, but like in the in the in the minutes that follow, um, they're actually real SpaceX employees who are still continuing on because like. They gotta get their stuff done too. So I mean, like they're they're real workers, not you know paid extras uh, in this one. Hey, can I just add one thing though? One sure. of the things I do also love though about that that establishing shot is, um, again, because because I love you know scene geography. What's really cool about this is that if you look closely at the bottom, as the 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 big wide shot pans down, you see a limousine starting to pull up to the entrance of Hammer Industries. Yeah, and then it and then it cuts to an actual shot. Yeah. As the limo uh, ground shot, maybe just about 30 feet away from the entrance of the limo pulling up. And I love the fact that if you look at the details, depending on how they did this, it's it completely matches. Yeah. Like it actually is like and of course, the ground shot's funny because it kind of it's not a great entrance to the to the building. It's <laughs> no. basically just the logo on a piece of aluminum. And there's even you can see some grime on the opaque doors the windows that surround the doors and stuff i mean this doesn't look now of course this is a shot that we're going to see later on in the movie however it's it's again clearly not as impressive as stark industries yeah 
So inside we see Justin is now giving a tour to his newest employee, Ivan Vanko. So as they're going through, he's sort of like giving a little bit of a narration tour thing. So this is where we do it. This is my humble abode. You can work in absolute peace. And he says, must be fun to be dead, right? <laughs> no pressure. Uh, and, he says, and so he says, here they are. I'm very excited. They're combat ready. But we won't find out what they are because that is where the minute comes to an end. <laughs> something, but we're not going to find out what that is uh, until 51. But once again, we have Ivan just sort of rolling with this. Like, Oh, yeah. He, he's, at this point, he still has no plan. He has no... We're figuring out. He's just like, okay, this guy wants to hire me to do something? All right. Let's figure out what it is. Like he's being courted, you know. He's 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 being uh, like you know this is this is the seduction the thing of like sort well, of like trying to bring Ivan into this this fold to do something. But but can you? But don't you love all that's nestled in just those three sentences from Justin? <laughs> where okay, you've got. I mean, and this is his deal, right? He's a little slimy. This is where he gets to be like one of his in his slimier moments. This is where we do it. This is my humble abode. You can work in absolute peace. That's wonderful. Must be fun to be dead, right? When he <laughs> says that, that's reminding, that's tapping Ivan on the shoulder going, hey, remember, it's thanks to me that you're here and not rotting in a prison cell. <laughs> right? So so you're you're literally like, it's it's like the, I don't know, it's not a humble brag, but it's like a humble reminder of all the good that I've done for you, right? And then he follows this up with with, with one of the most disingenuous things you can say. No pressure. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. I mean, literally. Because pressure. Yes, There's because exactly. <laughs> Remember, I broke you out of prison, yeah. gave you Sam and Carpaccio. I'm going to find your Boyd still. I'm still figuring yeah. that out. Remember all that. Yeah, I mean, you, it's yeah, so... Right. You still have to deliver. Yes. Like, I mean... Know, we're in the courting phase now, but like at some point, it's going to have to come together. Oh no! It's and but it's. I mean, this is like this is. It really reveals Justin's cheesy, manipulative, shallow side. And yeah, I mean, you're you're getting more of the. You're not only you're getting more of Justin Hammer. The I want to say complexity because he isn't really that complex of a character. There's just faces of him, mm. and you're seeing him switch between the faces. Yeah. And speaking of cheesy, manipulative, and shallow, boy, we could really use some reviews. Oh. If you like what we're doing here, we shamelessly would like you to go on to your podcatcher of choice and put a review down to let us know what's going on. Uh, you could do it on Apple Podcasts. You could do it on uh, Pocket Casts, wherever you – Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, put a review in there because it helps other people find the show. And we like having more people to talk to. Because it's not, well, it's just the two of us arguing about Iron Man 2, and who's going to enjoy that? Everyone. Well, and, and, I mean, what are your options? You know, look, I mean, if you love the MCU, and you're, and you know, you're waiting for more movies to come out at the we time of recording. Are. Right. We don't know when that's happening. We are taking it upon ourselves to spend our time to make your time more enjoyable in the in-between. No pressure. <laughs> But, you know, we could use a good rating, please. Well, I'm very excited to see what people come up with. Oh, God. 
<laughs> can we delete reviews? We can't delete reviews. Is that how no, that works? We can't. Uh, Son of a right, gun, no! <laughs> so, you, hey, you give us five stars, you can say whatever you want because we can't do anything to review. Oh, please be kind. <laughs> Our egos are very fragile, despite what it looks like. So, uh, in the meantime, we're going to find out why this neighbor is very excited, what are there, and why are they combat ready uh, in minute 51. So you do not want to miss it. So stay subscribed. Enough said. Bye.